On today's Reality Gurus podcast, we have uh, the recap for the final seven elimination leg of The Amazing Race. And uh, we also got a little bit of where Lewis is right and wrong. Spoiler alert, he's pretty right, um, per usual. Uh, But yeah, uh, lots to talk about. Pretty good episode of the race this week. So uh, let's do it. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by no one. Welcome back to the Reality Gurus podcast, the best thing that you have heard all week. I'm your host, Louis Colangelo, and I must say that this episode made me very happy. Uh, My favorite team, Chris and Brett, had a big night both in airtime and in the standings. Uh, we got a lot from Colin and Christy, which I feel like we've kind of been missing out on since they're always out in front. And uh, also, my least favorite team, by far, by far, bar none, my least favorite team is finally out of the race. There is a lot to talk about here, so let's talk about it. Um, starting off before the leg, we had uh, a staggered start. But as we've seen many times this season, the staggered start does not mean anything because everybody's going to get to the first location well before it opens. Uh, We get a little bit of strategy here while we're waiting for, I don't, I don't know what this place is. I guess a park. I don't really know. Um, But as we're waiting for the gate to this area to be opened, uh, Rachel and Alyssa end up apologizing to the Afghanimals for ruining the plan to potentially U-turn Nicole and Victor. This, it's the classic, one team says, ah, oh, we need to save face by apologizing. And then they say in confessional, yeah, we really only apologize to, you know, because that's the thing that you're supposed to do. And then the other team's like, yeah, they apologize, whatever. We still don't really trust them. It didn't really go anywhere. My favorite part of this is Chris being like with an earshot and pretending to stretch uh, as he's listening to their conversation. It's just, I think, more of the same in terms of uh, how how disconnected from everything else Rachel is. You know, Chris obviously can hear what she's saying and she thinks she's being so covert and sneaky. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, I love this stuff from Chris. I think Chris, you know, Survivor fans appreciate him, obviously. But I feel like we haven't gotten enough from him this season. He's had some one-liners here and there, but they've been in the upper midsection of the standings most weeks. And when you live there, your airtime tends to suffer a little bit. So glad to see that it looks like he's finally coming in uh, to his own on the show. Him and Brett had a big night tonight. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's late late in the game to to be getting started uh being very visible on the show but hey better late than never uh i guess so anyway once once the gate opens everybody's there uh they sprinted for what seemed to be like 100 feet and so big big moment in the race because they're all gonna get stopped right after anyway um but brett he was already struggling like amazing race 
why do you have to do that to my guy? You know, just go to the U-turn vote. You don't got to show. It was literally, they opened the gates and they show Brett saying, oh, I can't. <laughs> and then it was U-turn vote. Just go to the U-turn vote. Why do you got to shit on my guy, Brett, here? <laughs> um, but anyway, this was, I think, the most, it was definitely the most anticipated part of this episode. Obviously, everyone wants to see, you know, who's going home every week. But it is very exciting to see uh, a U-turn vote here. Um, I certainly was not, I would not have been expecting it if not for the preview from last week. So uh, I was very excited to get to this. Phil explains that uh, basically all the teams will vote. Two teams are going to get U-turned. He says that this is because they're in Switzerland and Switzerland he doesn't say Switzerland has the oldest democracy. He says Switzerland believes that they have the oldest democracy. Um, but is it, it's definitely France, right? I think it's France. In Talladega Nights, uh, John Gerard says that France invented democracy. So that's good enough for me, basically. Um, so they have to say... Anyway... They have to say out loud that they're going to vote or who they're going to vote for. So I actually think that it would have been more drama if it was a silent ballot or, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you would say. Like, uh, you know, everybody writes it on a piece of paper and then they reveal at the end um, because Colin and Christy, they know that they're badasses in this game. And so they don't take it personal. When people are throwing their name out there, they're like, whatever, let's do this. And uh, the only team that it really caused drama for was the quote-unquote O'Reilly sisters. Um, and also kind of the Afghanimals and Nicole and Victor, but the Afghanimals, they're just kind of plotting. They're not like outwardly feuding with Nicole and Victor. But yeah, the the Rileys are the only, one, only ones that were really shooken out by this, and it was at... Chris and Brett, now the Rileys are gone, so there wasn't a huge payoff. The Afghanimals could still be looking for some vengeance. Um, you know, maybe Colin and Christy looking for a little bit of vengeance. But at the end of the day, I think that while it was exciting in the moment, I don't know that it is going to make a long-term impact on the game. I think if you do silent ballot and then, you know, a cup, maybe a couple, the votes are a little bit more spread out. Maybe a couple teams, uh, you know, they get one vote and it's like, well, who's the who's the one person that voted for me? Uh, a la Lex Vandenberg in Survivor Africa, where you see somebody just completely unwind because there's one vote that they were not expecting that they got, and it is going to kill them if they don't figure out who that one vote was for. So I think that they definitely could have. Uh, increased the drama level here with a silent ballot I think that would maybe carry out through the rest of the season but if it doesn't then it's kind of at that point it has fallen flat on its face this at least you have one moment that you know is going to be huge so I guess that is that's what they were going for here but anyway let's get into the votes Uh, so the Riley sisters vote for Colin and Christy and I don't hate the move. Um, I think either this or Nicole and Victor would have been fine for me. 
Uh, you know, maybe they want to mend fences with Nicole and Victor. But, I mean, Rachel seemed pretty pissed last week. Uh, you know, after... I don't, I don't know what uh, what to really call that because the Rileys seemed like they kind of wanted to fight and then Victor pushed back really hard but then was adamant about that he just wanted the situation to be diffused and then Rachel was trying to go really hard at him but like Nicole was pretty non-responsive and Victor was just like I mean it's done it's done it's done whatever so uh I'm a little bit surprised that Rachel uh did not take a shot at them and actually never mind they definitely should have done Nicole and Victor um the Rileys, you know, they're probably going to get some votes. So if you throw one at Nicole and Victor and you hope somehow that they are the other U-turn team, then if you get U-turned, then you're up against a team who's U-turned and has a speed bump. So actually, if you're them, you're anticipating possibly being one of the two teams. You want to put the other team at as big a disadvantage as possible to minimize your disadvantage. So actually, they're dumb. Shocker, I know. But either way, they're going to vote for Colin and Christy. Up next are Nicole and Victor. And this was probably the head-scratcher of the night. Um, they're going to vote for the Afghanimals. I don't understand the logic here at all um they're definitely a decently strong team but they're not really a team that would get too many votes from others i don't think and similar to what nicole said to victor while they were doing the speed bump it's you know they're making an enemy for no real reason and i guess victor's logic was a little bit flawed he asked nicole who to vote for she said i don't know he said how about the Afghanimals? Then she said, no, the Riley sisters, uh, but I don't know. And he was like, well, if she's not sure, I'm pretty sure I want to do the Afghanimals. We don't know why, but he is sure about it. So, uh, so he just says, yeah, I want to do that. And so he does it. And he says he did it because he's like, we're going to vote twice. So I guess he thought it was going to be Everybody votes. Whoever has the most votes, that's one U-turn team. And then everybody's going to vote one more time. And then that's the other U-turn team. So I guess if you vote for them and they don't get U-turned, then when you come around for the sec the separate vote for the second team, then everyone else knows you're voting for the Afghanimals. So maybe they'll pile on. But I think the rules were more specific than, hey, vote. It was probably, you know... Everyone's going to vote top two vote-getters. It's not, you know, we're going to vote twice here. So, yeah, it was kind of a strange decision um, from Victor, but he, he's the brawn, so we'll cut him, we'll cut him some slack here. Uh, Colin and Christy, they're going to vote for the Riley sisters. Um, they say they're returning the favor. I 100% agree with the move because they weren't in too much danger at this point in the voting so just voting for the team who voted for you is smart. We know that they are eventually going to get U-turned. So maybe, uh, you know, I, I just I don't see a way that they could avoid getting U-turned by voting for someone else. 
So at the end of the day, they U-turned a pretty weak team, um, hoping that, you know, if while they're set back, if another team is set back and they have more talent in the race than that other team, then maybe that'll help them carry the day. Um, and they did much more than carry the day. So, uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't no disagreement with Colin Christie's move for the Riley sisters. Up next, we have the Afghanimals and they are going to vote for Colin and Christie. Um, I think this is a really smart move. I think going after Victor and Nicole right after they voted for them would be pretty short-sighted because by voting for Colin and Christie, they're putting a strong team out in front. Now Colin and Christie have two votes, and this is a team that everyone else can pile on to, and they just got to hope that they don't draw any more votes and they probably get out of being U-turned like they did. Um, so yeah, I think very smart move. They like sort of mended fences with the Riley. So of the two teams that are going to be getting more than one vote, I think Colin and Christie was probably the smarter one. And like I said, they don't seem like they're really taking it personally at all. So kind of bad move on their part, because then, you know, teams are going to want to avoid voting for you if they think that you're going to be coming after them. If they know that, hey, they're strong and I can target them without them really wanting to come after me, that's a very, that's something everyone's going to want to do, you know? So uh, Colin Christie, I think, maybe should have made it a little bit harder on anybody. But regardless, the Afghanimals vote for them. They now have two votes. The Riley sisters have a vote, and the Afghanimals have a vote with three teams left to vote. And up next is Team Fun. They vote for Colin and Christie. Uh, I 100% agree with this. Colin and Christie, they have the most votes at this time, and they've already voted, so they can't turn around and vote for Team Fun now. Also, Team Fun avoids having to vote for any of the other teams uh, that are voting after them, so I think for that reason also it's pretty smart. And also they're putting a vote on a team that, yeah, is one of one of the stronger teams, if not the strongest team. So at the end of the day, you do want that team to get U-turned. So... I uh, thought it was very, very smart move for Team Fun to tack on, put a third vote on Colin and Christie. So after that, we got two teams left. Up next is Tyler and Corey. Uh, they are going to vote for Nicole and Victor. I get it because they're already speed bumped, but I think they should have voted for Colin and Christie for the same reason that Team Fun just voted for Colin and Christie. Because if Colin and Christie get a ton of votes then they can't have vendettas against everyone in the game. But Nicole and Victor only got one vote against them. So if they want to hold it against Corey and Tyler, then they can. Tyler and Corey. Corey and Tyler. Whatever. If they want to hold it against Tyler and Corey, they can because it's like one team voted for us. That's who we're focused on. Colin and Christy, it's like, wow, it's just everybody wants to get us out. What are we going to do? Let's just Let's just fight as hard as we can. You know, so it's not... Like, basically right now, if Colin and Christy, let's say there's a U-turn next episode, and Colin and Christy get it, who are they going to go after? It could be anybody, you know, because so many teams came after them. If Nicole and Victor get it, who's to say that they don't put it on Tyler and Corey now? Because they were the only team to vote for them here, you know? And Tyler and Corey heating up, as as we will get to. Um, See, so I don't love the move. Um, I guess... 
they're trying to avoid targeting Colin and Christie, thinking maybe there is one more U-turn. Colin and Christie don't use it on them. They could be dodging a bullet there. But regardless, I still think Colin and Christie would have been the best move for Tyler and Corey. So with one team left, Phil says three votes for Colin and Christie, one for the Rileys, one for Nicole and Victor, and one for the Afghanimals. Um, so it's up to Chris and Brett, and they are going to vote for the Riley sisters. Um, they take it very personally, but I agree with this move for them. Uh, it's like Chris and Brett both said, the Rileys are the only ones that they don't really have a relationship with, add in the fact that the Rileys have been the shitsters of the entire season, that you know everyone would probably like to see you turned, and this move makes a lot of sense. Um, so Rachel, she gets pretty pissed, saying, it's a million dollars. You just messed up a million dollars. Like, what? Who should they have gone for instead? The Afghanimals or Nicole and Victor? Are either of those teams really these huge targets that need to get U-turned? No. So I see the three strongest teams as Colin and Christie, Team Fun, and Tyler and Corey. Tyler and Corey and Team Fun both have no votes. Colin and Christie are guaranteed to be U-turned already. So what do you want them to do? It's, you know, it's their choice. And on top of it, it's just karma for you for not building a relationship with everyone. You got to have a working relationship with everyone in all of these, you know, reality competition shows. Um, And my favorite part was Rachel telling them that they're not a strong team in a leg where Chris and Brett are going to come in second and almost win and the Rileys are going to get eliminated. Um, So I, you know, again, it just goes to show Rachel's awareness. Love, love, love to see her, uh, just get, I don't don't know. It's I'd love to see the comeuppance for Rachel for sure. Um, so let's talk about the first roadblock. So there was a couple here. First choice was to make a flower arrangement for a cow and then take the cow to this festival type thing. Um, and the other one is to use this sickle object, big sickle. I don't know what that, I forget what the actual scythe maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's a big sickle, uh, and they're going to use it to cut grass or make hay. I don't think they were exactly making hay, but I think they called it making hay. It's basically cutting grass. So uh, we had, in the grass cutting, we had Team Fun, the Bromance, Afghanimals, Tyler, and Corey. And then we also had uh, Nicole and Victor going for the making of the flower arrangement. And Colin and Christy and Rachel and Alyssa obviously had to do both because of the U-turn. Uh, but first, we'll talk about Nicole and Victor. They had a speed bump. Basically, they had to take down a bunch of flags and fold them. I don't know. I think it's pretty well known that the speed bumps are kind of a joke. Um, how much time did this really take them? You think taking taking a flag down and folding it probably takes one minute there's two of them and there's like 20-ish flags. This is like 10 minutes, you know. So the Afghanimals got lost for 40 minutes later on and still didn't get eliminated. So again, I don't think this is a huge thing. It does put the pressure on you a little bit, but, uh, you know, they got through it pretty quickly either way. Um, but anyway, we are going to 
first see the the grass cutting slash sickle thing um team fun brett and chris and tyler and Corey, they're all going to finish uh pretty close to the same time i think that was the order team fun brett and chris tyler and Corey uh seem to go one two three here so they're all going to leave right around the same time in first second and third uh, the Afghanimals finish shortly after. They're going to leave the first roadblock in fourth place. But as we've seen before, uh, the next commercial break, they have a tough time navigating their way to the second roadblock. Um, but anyway, we got a decent amount from the Rileys and Colin and Christy. Uh, a lot of their confessionals overlapping while they were kind of right next to each other. The Rileys actually got through the cow roadblock before Colin and Christy. Um, but as we said, both, both teams have to do the haymaking roadblock as well. Um, Nicole and Victor, the, they get to the cow roadblock afterwards, uh, or after the other teams do obviously because they had to do the speed bump first, but it looked like, uh, they got through it rather quickly. And although they finish after the Rileys and Colin and Christie, they're going to leave the first roadblock in fifth place. And uh, I know this is kind of out of order from what they show on the show, but just, uh, you know, to round out the first roadblock, Colin and Christy, they're going to make up a lot of time on the Rileys um, at the U-turn roadblock, and they're going to leave the first roadblock in sixth place, leaving the Rileys in their familiar last place position heading into the second roadblock. Uh, so the second roadblock, teams have to use a crossbow to shoot an apple off of a scarecrow and if you hit the scarecrow it kind of like comes apart and you have to put it back together before you get to try again so as we mentioned earlier brett and chris tyler and Corey, team fun all get there pretty similar times uh brett makes short work of the task and actually hits the apple on i think his second shot so that's going to allow the bromance to leave the roadblock in first place headed for the pit stop um, this is the only thing that kind of stinks about the Amazing Race is if you're really killing it on a leg, uh, generally, you know, you're on the show a lot because you're, you're leading and they want to show that you're leading, but it's kind of like all about you for five minutes, then you're gone. All about you for five more minutes, you're gone. All about you for two minutes at the end and then you're gone, you know? So it's not, not huge for viewership generally, but, uh, it was kind of a race for first, so they got a little bit more airtime here than a, a usual team that would be running away with first place. Um, but they are not running away with it because Tyler finishes shortly after Brett, and this allows Tyler and Corey to leave the second roadblock in second place. So uh, Team Fun is now the only team there, and Nicole and Victor are going to pull up a fourth team to the roadblock, followed pretty shortly by Colin and Christy and Rachel and Alyssa. So Floyd, he's not the one doing it. Becca is the one doing the roadblock. Uh, so Floyd, he keeps telling everybody that they're head of the Afghanimals. Um, speaking of the Afghanimals, uh, they both contribute to themselves getting lost, but Jamal just keeps saying that Leo needs to navigate better. Um, this is kind of the dynamic that we've seen, and I mentioned before that Jamal seems to be the alpha, but 
that doesn't make sense because Leo seems to actually be the better racer. But regardless, um, Jamal being a little bossy as usual. Um, and they say they do say in the card that they go from worst to first and first to worst a lot, which is very true. And while they're a strong team, that's main the main reason why I don't have them as serious contenders to win it all. Because one of these times that they fall flat on their face, that's going to be the end for them. So, you know, funny to joke around about right now when they're in sixth place on a seven-team leg. But uh, at some point, I think it's going to catch up with them. I predicted that it would catch up with them in the penultimate leg again for them. So uh, so we'll see. But uh, so all the teams are here except for the Afghanimals. And Becca says in confessional that she's starting to feel the pressure because everyone else is there. Meanwhile, she just fucks around the entire time. I mean, she's like, hey, Floyd, look at me. I'm standing by the scarecrow. Like, the scarecrow's here, and I'm standing by it. Like, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about with, like, sometimes they're funny, but, like, this is a very serious moment. You had a lead. You left the first roadblock in first place, and now you are, like, a couple teams being one shot away from being in sixth place get serious get serious they're so good at the race if they you know and i know that it hasn't caught up with them and they haven't really been in too much danger ever but i think if they could be super serious for just a little bit then they they would be serious contenders they're still my pick to win it all but you know moments like this make me think that they may choke at the worst time i don't know so um Meanwhile, Colin hits the apple pretty quickly. So him and Christy are going to leave the roadblock in third place, actually. So I can't remember if the Afghanimals get there before Colin hits or uh, or after, but this is right around when they get to the roadblock. And I know Becca hits shortly after the Afghanimals arrive, and Team Fun leaves the roadblock in fourth place um, I'm actually surprised Victor wasn't a little bit better at this, but eventually he's going to be able to connect. He and Nicole are going to leave the roadblock in fifth place um, near the back, but they seem to have a comfortable enough leave that as long as they don't do anything too crazy, they're going to be fine here. Um, so it's just Jamal versus Rachel here. Uh, he says he feels the pressure to hit the target because... It's basically sudden death between him and Rachel. Uh, I agree. Stop giving a confessional during your sudden death challenge, buddy. Uh, no, I'm sure they asked him, and he was still focused. Uh, and my, this is another great Rachel moment where most people are missing low, uh, you know, pretty much lined up with the apple, just hitting the scarecrow in the face. And Rachel is shooting it, like, feet away and hitting the hay in the back. Uh, and she's just muttering, so close every time <laughs> every time uh not exactly i would not say that it was very close every time uh but anyway jamal is eventually going to hit the apple and the afghanimals leave the second roadblock in sixth place um so after the afghanimals got lost for 40 minutes the riley sisters still leave the roadblock in last place um but it seemed like they weren't too far behind uh so I like to see in moments like this where, you know, it's edited obviously to make them look pretty close, but you can see after she hits it that their car is the only one there. 
So I think it was at least a couple minute head start that the Afghanimals had here. Um, but anyway, now the roadblocks are done for this episode. Let's get to the pit stop. It is on top of a mountain. Uh, so team has got to ride a motorboat across uh, this bay type thing and run up the mountain to the finish. So Chris and Brett, they have a very slight lead over Tyler and Corey. Um, so Chris and Brett, there's this thing that they can ride up to the top, kind of like the incline in Pittsburgh. Um, so Brett and Chris, they're going to try to hitch a ride on that, but it's closed. It does not open for an hour before them. So that allows Tyler and Corey to sneak past them and finish in first place for the third leg in a row. Uh, to their credit, I think Tyler and Corey probably would have won if the ride wasn't closed. If it was just a straight run, I think that they still win. Um, but yeah, so Tyler and Corey, their third win in a row, really heating up now. And Brett and Chris come in second for this leg of the race, finishing shortly after. Um, and then we're going to see pretty quickly Colin Christie finish in third place after getting U-turned and Team Fun comes in uh while Colin Christie are still on the mat team fun finishes in fourth place and I just want to say um when it comes to Colin Christie they are just dominant I mean they got u-turned and still finished in third on the leg despite Tyler and Corey being hot as of late I think Colin and Christie are probably the team to beat this season I mean I talked about their consistency they finished out the, outside the top three only once the entire season um, and now throwing a, a leg of the race where they were u-turned and still were able to finish up at the top um, that's pretty insane so Colin Christie I think definitely uh, I'm, I'm looking at them as the team to beat right now for sure um, so it turns out Victor he didn't finish the shooting too far in front of the other teams because they finished in fifth place, and while they're still on the mat, the Afghanimals are going to finish. Uh, so Victor and Nicole will be in fifth place, and the Afghanimals finish in sixth place. Uh, they're kind of joking around at the mat, but we get in confessional, the Afghanimals say that they are coming for Nicole and Victor. So uh, that leaves one more team. Ooh, how satisfying this was. Uh, the Rileys, they come in last place, and they are eliminated from the amazing race. Um, and if it's any consolation, Rachel didn't freak out as much as I thought she would. So, congrats, uh, Rachel. Good job. Um, so, before we wrap it up here, I'm just going to get to a couple extra things, a little brief uh, where Lewis is right and wrong. Um it's mainly where Lewis is right this time because I didn't offer too many predictions uh, last time, and the few that I did all came true, so that's pretty awesome. One was that the Rileys were one of the U-turn teams. I all but guaranteed that they would be U-turned this episode. Um, also, I said, the Afghanimals, they're going to hover around the bottom for the next couple votes, or next couple uh, legs of the race, but they're going to slightly avoid being eliminated um, and for now, they're doing it. Second to last, so but they survive. So more of the same, Afghanimals, I would love to see it. Um, and I'm one for one on my predictions because I had the Rileys going out in seventh place, and they do. So just to stay up to date with that, I am 
pretty certain I have Chris and Brett going out next in sixth place. So we'll be on the lookout for that next episode. Um, but yeah, this was a pretty entertaining leg. Um, like I said, U-turn vote was pretty awesome in the moment. Don't think that it'll have too many repercussions on the rest of the season, but still a great moment in an episode uh, where because of the U-turns, it was pretty clear who was at the back pretty much the whole time. So it instead of being Colin and Christie versus the Rileys, it kind of became the Rileys versus the Afghanimals because Colin and Christie beasted their way through this leg and the Afghanimals got lost. So, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, uh, battle of uh, the Rileys and the Afghanimals. The Afghanimals come out on top. The Rileys are gone. Um yeah, I mean, I think if you polled the community, the unbiased portion of the community, I would say that they would think that the Rileys were the weakest team coming in. And like I said, I do not like them, but I can, you know, be honest about where they rank as a team. Like, I liked Art and JJ more than them, and they seem to be probably a better team than Art and JJ, I love Corinne and Eliza, and I know that the Rileys are a better team than Corinne and Eliza. Um, you know, I don't mind adm- admitting the truth about, uh, you know, teams that I don't like being good or teams that I like being bad. I mean, I have Chris and Brett f- being eliminated next week, and they're my favorite team. So uh, I do, you know, share my true feelings about certain teams, but at the end of the day, I think I'm pretty unbiased. And I would say that my unbiased opinion is that the Rileys are the worst team in this leg of the race. And so when you're thinking that one team is probably the weakest team and they end up going home at the end of that episode, um, it does seem a little bit straightforward. Um, I guess the equivalent of a, of a Paganging in Survivor. But uh, regardless, I still think it was a pretty good episode. Very much looking forward to next episode because we have a couple teams that were, you know, at the top, but a lot of the teams that are left that um, are not super, super top tier, like uh, uh, Chris and Brett or the Afghanimals, um, we've seen them still have the ability to win legs in the case of the Afghanimals or come very, very close. And Chris and Brett, I think they have three top three finishes. So, uh, yeah, I could I could definitely see one of these teams pulling something out um and sending one of one of these real top end teams home. Uh but yeah, I'm just really excited only a couple more weeks of the season. Uh yeah, very excited coming to the end. Um speaking of, a couple weeks from now, Big Brother 21 starts in less than 3 weeks, so be on the lookout for some preseason coverage once that cast is released. Hopefully get Dave back in here, uh, do a a blind draft like we like to do for Survivor, where we basically uh, we pull up everyone's cast photo, and as we draft people, when you draft someone, you get to click on their profile and see who you just picked. Um, so then we get a little bit of knee jerk reactions to who everyone is as well. Um, comes out to be very fun. So yeah, be on the lookout for some Big Brother twenty one coverage. Uh, in the coming weeks, I love, uh, you know, talking Big Brother, 
And although I did not cover the last season of Big Brother, it is what inspired me to start covering some of these shows um, because there's just there's so much to talk about. And I think that the best part about Big Brother is that it is happening live. So where Survivor, The Amazing Race, the winner, they know the winner before the show is even aired, right? The people working on the show know who the winner is before it even airs. So I think they like to give a narrative, whereas Big Brother, it is, you know, the absolute reality of what is happening in the house at every second, which I think is pretty interesting. Uh, you get to know a lot of the characters better that way because there's not ones that you're like, yeah, ultimately they're not going to be important, so we're just not going to cover them at all. You know, their importance at the time is what is portrayed on the show. And also, I think uh, with three episodes a week, people on the block, uh, you get to know them a lot before they're evicted. So, uh, Big Brother, love, love talking about it uh, with my friends. Now we're going to talk about it on the podcast in the coming weeks. Um, speaking of the podcast, you can follow on Twitter at The Reality Gurus. Uh, you can look out for live tweets during the episodes of The Amazing Race and also during Big Brother once that begins. Um, and also subscribe however you're listening right now leave us a review and star rating would be much appreciated um you can follow me on twitter at louis underscore co3 uh not much else to talk about so i will say thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you all next time Minute